I hate Yahoo. I've had issues with it for a long time, um, but I just, I kind of feel stuck. Hi, my name is Gina and I'm calling from California. Shh, I have a secret tech shame. I have a Yahoo email account. Hi, note to self. This is Andrea from Colts Neck, New Jersey. And my secret tech shame is my Hotmail.com email address. I still use a Yahoo account and the username on that account is a nickname. So just saying that funky nickname and at yahoo.com the two together is really something i'm starting to get a little tired of doing i have to change from verizon to gmail it's a big deal and it's my identity oh listeners i hear you our personal information and our self-image are all wrapped up in how we use email or if you're a teenager don't use it at all. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and note to self, email and social media accounts will come and some will have to go. Don't blame yourself for staying in your dysfunctional relationship longer than you should have. So many of us have gotten really into some tech companies that made promises to make our lives better and brighter. Flickr, Hotmail, even AOL, MySpace, Don't make me say Friendster. And yes, Yahoo. That's funny, Manoush. I have a MindSpring account and Earthlink hovering over me. Okay, pick your poison. But the point is that we wake up one day and that company is so last year or gone or has been bought out. Or just changed. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, is this the person who I fell in love with and married? Oh wait, it's a different episode. Okay, sorry. But there is a feeling of betrayal. Or at least like, oh man, what do I do about this crappy email address that I have given to hundreds of companies and people across the web for years? Today, when big companies get eaten by bigger companies and what it means to little old you and me who just want our stupid email or whatever to work and be safe and not make us feel stupid. My own personal quest, which seems to resonate with a lot of you, has been to escape from Yahoo. Who would have thunk that just a decade ago, the name Yahoo... Yahoo! symbolized the ascent of Silicon Valley. Thousands of people, including the big brains in computer science and engineering, worked there. It was how millions of us searched online. Aloha, this is Randy from Hawaii. I think over the years, I kind of thought, Yahoo's a big company. They're one of the original web companies. They're going to be around a long time. Right. But then Google came along, and smartphones, and the financial crisis hit, and Yahoo was never the same. But many of us stuck in there. I mean, sure, we used Google to search for stuff. Who didn't? But maybe you or someone you know could never quite transition to Gmail. I mean, I'll admit it. I've had a Yahoo email account for over a decade now. And nestled in the dozens of folders that I've carefully labeled are hundreds of emails from relatives whom I rarely contact, nursery school teachers who told me something super cute that my kid did one day in 2011, or contracts with real estate agents who helped me book a place down the shore back before there was Airbnb. 
but if that's all my Yahoo account held, I'd be happy to go. No, it's also my login for dozens of websites, apps, and newsletters. It's where I talk to my husband and keep my brain organized, something that I just haven't been able to replicate in Gmail, no matter how hard I have tried, and no matter how much Google has tried to coerce me. And sure, I could make my peace with, like, seeming a little retro by using Yahoo and just stay there. But there are bigger issues at hand here. Yahoo has been hacked numerous times. Last year, it admitted 500 million records had been stolen. But then, just a few months later, they revealed another hack had happened, years earlier, of 1 billion records. But wait, there's more. Earlier this year, another breach was reported. Nonetheless, last month, Yahoo, including its email service, was finally sold off to Verizon for the discounted rate of $4.5 billion. And so what does Verizon even want with the company? Well, it comes down to that one word, data. They're sitting on a lot of data, and they've got a lot of ad-selling ability. This is New York Magazine's Brian Feldman. He writes a lot about what happens when various tech companies buy and sell each other. I think the thing about the Yahoo acquisition is that it's not really to acquire any of Yahoo's like front-facing products. Because nobody wants Yahoo email. Nobody really wants Yahoo email. They're not really doing a ton of innovative consumer-facing products. I feel like we're at this moment where it's like the first chapter of the internet is like coming to a close. Yeah. And how do you move on to the second chapter when you're so invested in, like, everything I have is on Yahoo, and they won't let me download it. They're That's, really nasty about it. Yeah. And and I've shown them loyalty over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. every time I show them loyalty, they spit in my face. So at some point, like, who's the chump? It's That's, me. This sort of gets into, a, I think, a much broader debate about how many rights consumers have in terms of, like, porting their data to other places. I mean, if you look at Facebook, I don't think Facebook's particularly fun to use anymore. I don't really enjoy it, but that is where I can keep in touch with people from high school whose email addresses I don't have. So you just you're just sort of locked into that. Yeah, which is one of the reasons Facebook bought Instagram five years ago for a billion dollars to integrate and lock in all those millions of Instagrammers into Facebook's world. That is what Yahoo thought it could also do a year later, in 2013, when it bought Tumblr, also for a billion dollars. Then-CEO Marissa Mayer was really committed to trying to make Yahoo cool again a little bit and really make the company more relevant to a youthful audience. Um, And how'd that go? It didn't go great. Tumblr, for those of you who never used it or maybe you've forgotten, is a microblogging site. Even that term sounds antiquated. But it still has a lot of dedicated niche communities whose posts spread beyond Tumblr itself. Even if you don't use Tumblr, you have been affected by Tumblr if you're reading stuff on the internet. There are a bunch of like memes and trends and stuff that often sprout from Tumblr. The best example is obviously that dress that went viral about a year and a half ago. Yeah, that was Tumblr. That was a Tumblr post. But some are speculating that Tumblr could actually be a casualty of Verizon's acquisition of Yahoo. If Verizon can't make money off of Tumblr, the thinking goes, why keep it around? 
That's the big worry. Not necessarily that Verizon will try to further commoditize Tumblr, but really that they will sort of take a look at the uh, financials and look at the accounting and say, like, why do we even need to keep this around? It's not making money for us. I think that's a big fear, which is sort of exacerbated by layoffs that happened a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, though, Tumblr lives on, rolled up with other Yahoo properties into a new Verizon subsidiary called Oath, because maybe that new name will make those sites cool again. Yeah, I am skeptical of that. I think it's mostly just like a branding strategy more than anything else, sort of taking the Yahoo name off of them so that old, crusty brand isn't associated with them. That old, crusty brand. Ugh, I don't want to be associated with that. Hi, my name is Heidi, and I live in Michigan, and I feel trapped. Me too, Heidi. Me too. But how do we get out? That's coming up after the break. We're back. This episode of Note to Self is kind of an exploration of an obsession of mine, what it means to feel trapped by a tech company, specifically for me, Yahoo Email. Julie in San Francisco actually really put the conundrum beautifully in her voice memo. I have two questions. The first is logistical, like how do I package up and archive all of my Yahoo mail? And the second is emotional. I've had my Yahoo address for a long time. I was an early adopter, and I love the pride and simplicity of having my last name at yahoo.com. So what is your advice for somebody in terms of how to cut the cord emotionally and not just logistically? Yes, changing email can be a technical pain in the butt and emotionally exhausting. Here are listeners Shira and Barb. The prospect of broadcasting an email address change across contacts I've been out of touch with for 20 years is, frankly, too mortifying for my introverted self to handle. I'd like to change providers, but my email address is actually the profile ID for almost 100% of my online accounts. The idea of updating my entire online footprint is daunting. I have started the process, just to be clear, but I always get stuck because part of the problem is that Yahoo doesn't let you export or download your emails. Pretty jerky. But in the meantime, I want to just tell you, I have tried to do better for the next generation. You know how some people want their kids to go to Harvard because they didn't? Well, I have set up an encrypted, safe, and paid-for email account for my son. There aren't a lot out there, but I found a service that seems like it could be around for a while, ProtonMail. The company is based in Switzerland, and I decided to get in touch with the founder. Andy, can you just talk. Uh, hear me? Yeah, we can. Can you hear me? We had trouble connecting by the internet that day. Yeah, ironic. So we ended up talking by phone. So my name is Andy Yen, and I'm the CEO and founder of ProtonMail. ProtonMail was actually created by a group of scientists who met at CERN. So that's the uh, European Center of Nuclear Research. And this is what kind of drove us to begin thinking about you know, email security. Why is email so insecure? And why is it so difficult to actually encrypt emails? But here's the thing, Andy, is like, I wish you were around 15 years ago or however long ago it was 
I have two email accounts. I have a Yahoo account and I have a Gmail account. And I, I want to get out of both of them and come fully to Proton Mail, but it seems really, really difficult. Do you hear that complaint a lot? Yeah, of course. And what I think a lot of people end up doing is they may not fully transition, but they will move the things that are important onto a platform like Proton Mail. And then eventually they move everything over, right? So, you know, for example, I still have a Yahoo account as well. You know, I'll confess that. You do? Yeah, I, I do. And, and it's mostly there just for catching spam. What you're saying is actually what I tried to do with Yahoo and Gmail. I was like, oh, I'll keep Yahoo for my personal stuff and I'll give Gmail out as my public one. But then I just screwed up. And then most recently, my son, who's turning 10, wanted an email address. And I was like, all right, I got to start him off on the right foot. And I found you, Proton Mail. And so his first email account, he told all his friends, is encrypted and based in Geneva. But I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? That like, I'm placing my son in your hands, Andy. What do you think? Well, actually, you're not placing him in our hands because we use end-to-end encryption. So that actually means that we don't have access to his emails. So we couldn't read his communications even if he wanted to because of the way the encryption is done. So what you've actually done is something that I think a lot of parents should do, which is, you know, you've placed your son's data under his control because he is now the only person that has access to his data. And, yeah, you know, I talked to some people, some of our users, and, you know, they say that, yeah, they have friends who cannot imagine that they're paying for email. But at the same time, they cannot imagine that people are giving away their privacy for free. Okay, last question, Andy. I want to just, like, draw a picture for you of what my email fantasy is. Because, yes, I do have email fantasies. I feel like of all people that I've ever spoken to, you might understand this. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want to do. I want to extract everything that is in my Yahoo account, like just get it all out and shut that sucker down, but continue to use it as my login for a lot of like, you know, I don't know, J Crew or whatever. And then I want to upload all of it into Proton Mail and organize it as an archive back catalog. Is that ever going to be possible? You know, we actually have a project right now that we're working on, which is going to enable that uh, quite soon. Really? We actually have a way that we'll be able to go into Yahoo and take your emails and put them into ProtonMail. So even that's if they're, that like, not project. incoming? Like, even if they're already in folders and stuff? Yes, yes. Everything that already exists inside your Yahoo, we can, in fact, move into ProtonMail. <gasps> so that's something that we're working on. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to report that that should be ready by the end of this year. No way! So should I just wait till then? Well, uh, yeah, because it's definitely coming. And uh, you're not the only person that wants it. I would say there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of people out there who are looking for this because everybody is trying to get off the Yahoo's, you know, thinking chip right now. Yes. Okay, you're working on a fix. Meanwhile, any precautions I can take? Should I just, like, really double down on Gmail while I wait for you with this update? From a security standpoint, Gmail is definitely better than Yahoo. But from a privacy standpoint, I would say, you know, Gmail is probably one of the worst offenders, right? They're the ones that are taking it up to the point of being creepy and then maybe, you know, pushing the envelope as far as they can. Andy, thank you so much. We're going to stay in touch. If you need any beta testers of your Yahoo extraction service, I would be happy to help. Okay, excellent. This has been like a squirm-worthy yet heartwarming conversation. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so hold on, Yahoo people. We will hopefully have a tech solution for your tech problem. Proton Mail. 
It's made by scientists. So yes, I am kicking this can down the road. Is that disappointing to you? It kind of is to me too. I know, but that's what this whole episode is about, right? Take a deep breath. Change your password again. If you're a Gmail user, by the way, Google does let you export your old emails, so you will find it easier to switch over to ProtonMail if you decide to do that, or another private email company. By the way, we did ask Yahoo for an interview numerous times, and they declined. People, keep in mind, there is more consolidation in the tech industry to come. Watch out for the next merger on the docket, AT&T and Time Warner. These telecommunications companies want to control your internet pipes and all the things coming through them. This is the next phase of the internet, and there's a lot at stake, including your privacy, the issue of net neutrality, which we've talked about a bit here, and antitrust issues. And if you want to dig in further on all these big questions, we're going to put a bunch of links in the newsletter, as we always do, and at notetoselfradio.org. Also, I just want to say... I am so touched by how many of you have reached out to say that you're psyched about our upcoming book, Bored and Brilliant. Thank you. I am hoping to meet as many of you as possible on the book tour in September. Austin, Seattle, Raleigh, all kinds of places. Here I come. Let's get bored together. No, seriously, that's the hashtag. Get bored. More info at manoushz.com. Okay, so the Note to Self team is Jen Poyant, Kat Aaron, Megan Cunane, and Jill Plord. Many thanks to Matt Boynton for his help, too. Note to Self is a production of WNYC Studios. I'm Manoush Samarodi. My secret tech shame is that I cannot quite commit to letting go of all the domain names I've purchased. I've got six URLs that are misspellings of my own name. I own domains of potential book titles for books I'm not really interested in writing. I've got imaginary company names. I also own random names for things that just happen to make me smile, like rocketsciencebrainsurgery.com and also brainsurgeryrocketscience.com. 